Why the heavy sign, man? I'm just looking at you. You're maestro buying that screen. Am I? What is your problem today? No problem, man. I'm just tired. Uh, you've been mopey. Happy, happy to be here. Can I go home now? You haven't smiled once yet today. It's a little ridiculous. I've fed you now twice. Yeah. That shouldn't be the problem. Those uh, chicken kebabs are good. Nice, man. Well, thanks to Costco. I'll shove my hot dog into you later. Turkey uh, dog, that it is. It can't be a hot dog. It's a turkey dog. It's a jumbo turkey dog. That's a sausage. If it's turkey, it's a sausage. No, it's the texture and style of a hot dog. Mm, but it's made of turkey. Yes. I think the rules on that stipulate that that is a sausage. If it's made of fowl, if it's large. Are we really, uh, are we really debating this, man? <laughs> All right. Well, what are we doing? I win. What are you um, doing? What do you want to talk about? Come, let's just go home. Let's, while we're marching our way to our 50th episode, I know that. Our 50th and final episode. Unless the... We're going to go out with the bang. Unless they start paying us some real money here, you know. Their new contract and all. Right? Well, I don't know what they're going to do with your contract, but uh, I know what I'm worth, and uh, I don't know. I know, you're the Don Cherry to my Ron McLean, I think. Really? I'm the forgotten partner, but... uh, You're the guy that won't get fired, though, that's the thing. (laughs) Ah, shit. Well, here we are, we're working ahead. should let the listeners know we're uh, recording a bit ahead of time, so we're not, might not be as current on the issues as uh, we could be. If anyone died and we're not talking about it, it's because we're way ahead. Working ahead for the I think summer. All your comedian guys that you love are already dead, aren't they? Because they're so old. Mm. So we don't have to worry about that. No, the comedians are hanging in there good. No, but it's holiday season, so we thought we'd get a little jump ahead on everything and, uh, you know, get a couple shows in the hopper. That way we don't have to worry about it. I can go away, not have to uh, be hounded by you. What is this hopper? Hopper. Is this like a paintball this, hopper? This is TF talk. <laughs> oh, how does this relate to TFs? What's a hopper? We got shows on the hopper, man. The back burner. Hmm. Shows in the can. I've heard of that. Yeah, same thing. Can, hopper. Hopper. It's machinery talk. Uh, <laughs> it's machinery talk. <laughs> it's factory talk, I guess. I don't know. Wow. Uh, keep talking, man, while I'm writing. Well, you don't need to write. I say you just get into it. and uh, No, because then I have to listen to our show a second <laughs> time. <laughs> and you know I can't stand doing that. Tell the people why you can't stand doing it. I, I just don't like hearing myself talk. And how do you describe yourself, the sound you make? Monster. <laughs> what is it about your speech that you believe is monstrous? No, just no one likes to hear themselves on a recorded device. Unless they've got like, some kind of ego complex or whatever. But most people just hate the way they sound back to themselves. Hmm. Well, uh, fear not. They, these shows do still have to be uh, quality checked before they're broadcast, before they're aired, before they're set out into the world. So they are listened to. Right? You know, you got to. Do you say so? Hmm. All right. Let me just have a little sip of coffee here. Trying to get some energy built up and uh Oh my god. Let's do this. Rub my hands together. Please. Get 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 some goodness in your voice. People don't like angry Joe. Alright, let's get into this thing. Thanks again everyone for tuning in and welcome to another podcast episode of Start to Continue. My name is Joe, and with always is my co-host, the man who puts XE into the word sexy, Bill. Wow, that's a good one. That's all I'm giving you today. Okay. Then hours to sit down and think of some funny stuff. As I mentioned before, we really appreciate our loyal listeners returning to us every week. But if this is your first time checking us out, let me give you a brief rundown of what we're all about. STC Pod is a free forum show where Bill and I riff back and forth with one another on anything and everything that interests the two of us. Ranging from such things like video games, movies, news, TV shows, and everything else that goes on 
in the microcosm universe that is our two lives. You can find and follow us in the following places. Uh, check us out on Twitter at STCPod. That's the account that Bill handles. Follow me on Twitter at ACDecepticon. Uh, check out the STC Pod website at www.stcpod.com. You can check out my blog at www.angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. And check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash start to continue. You can also find our episodes at starttocontinue.podomatic.com and find us on iTunes and Stitcher as well. And now on with the show. All right, man. Well, we left off last episode, I remember. We big giant tease. Everyone's been dying to hear about your adventures in mm-hmm. Tranny Land. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean, what am I talking about? You went to a big tranny convention. Oh, yeah, uh, TFCon in uh, Mississauga, Toronto. TrannyCon. So how uh, does that come about? What is this a one-day thing? No, it's a weekend event, but it's uh, once a year. Usually, I think it's a three-day event, and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's the biggest fan-held, fan-run t- uh, Transformers convention. In the world? I guess. North America? I don't <laughs> know. It's like it's held all over, right? Like in, in, in the States as well. Has it ever been downtown Toronto? Like on Front no, Street? as far as I know, it's always been at this location. Is it outgrowing it? Uh, you think if it's a three-day show, it would be like downtown? No, because it's... There's no difference. It's in a hotel, right? So they've got conference rooms for like, uh, uh, you know, where they have the rooms where they bring in the special guests and then you do a, a Q&A with them. And then they've got the main hall where they, which is the actual uh, dealer room. I don't know. I think there's more than enough room, man. You, you, think it, you think it's like a, like a BotCon event or something, right? It's not the same amount of turnout or it's more of a specialized thing, right? Mm. It's not like it deals with, uh, you know, comics and video games and Transformers and this or that or, you know, there's the odd mixture of everything. Like you will find games there and comics and, and whatnot, but not to the extent of like, say, the, the earlier show in the year, which was the, uh, the 80s toy show, right? This isn't as big as the 80s toy show? It's bigger in the sense that it's just for, if you're looking for just Transformers, yeah. then it is way, way bigger. But the 80s toy show is a is more of a mixture of everything 80s, right? You'll find more games yeah. and, and, and other things uh, besides Transformers. Hmm. So are, are people like dressed up as uh, Optimus and shit? Yeah, there's a couple, a couple people that get dressed up. There Nothing, was? Yeah. What did you dress up as? I did not dress up. Why would I? I Why would you think I'd fucking dress up? You went to a tranny convention, so obviously you'd get dressed up. No, obviously (laughs) I would not get dressed up. What were people dressed up as, and how did they dress up as Transformers? Were they all, uh, was it all cardboard boxes and stuff? Yep. Yep. They did it themselves, homemade jobs? Uh, Yeah, but it didn't look silly or whatever. Did not. No, some of them look pretty good. There's a hot chick as Optimus that we saw when we left. How does a hot chick dress up as Optimus and still come off hot? parts of her are nice looking and parts are boxy. And then she took off her little face mask and she had a cute face. Hmm. So that actually makes her hot. All right. So was this the same thing as the toy, the 80s toy show where you showed up three hours early? Two hours early for this one? Two hours early. Okay. In a line uh, for two actually, hours? Actually, we were an hour and a half pretty much this time for some reason. Were you close to the start of the line at this point? Mm, there's probably about 20 people ahead of us. Hmm. So we were a little further back than we normally are. Because you got to remember, people stay at the hotel, right? So they're up and, and down there early and just sitting out in the lobby waiting to get in, right? Hmm. Could be. So, was there an early entrance uh, fee like no, there was there at was, the other one? There was supposed to be. Well, no, there was a, a VIP. Yeah, there was a. 
was it what five or ten dollars uh, i think it was ten dollars more to get in like an hour early was it uncomfortable in line for that long with your tranny outfit on or could you remove your boxes did we not just discuss that i didn't have a tranny outfit on <laughs> okay so the doors open where you, what do you what is what is joe's strategy as soon as the doors open does he fly through everything, kind of get an overview, or is we he going start, detail or We always go right to the right and take a sharp right, and then it's, it's done in aisles. So we took the sharp right, and then we just start weaving through the aisles. So we do a, a pass-through, weaving through the aisles until we get to the back end of the uh, hall. And then from then on, we just uh, sort of just walk all over. Oh, so that first pass, you're going... For the details, if you see something you like, you're going to stop and look in yeah. the first pass? Yep. So how many aisles deep before you had to stop and uh, really consider something that really turned you on? Oh, I don't remember. What was the first item that turned you on? I don't remember. <laughs> There's a blur, man. It's a whirlwind. What were you looking for? Did you have uh, a list? I was, I was looking for anything vintage. Well, sure. In box. Box, yep. Didn't have to necessarily be sealed, but definitely in good condition. But you so, didn't have a list of specific... No. I still need way too much to even bother making up a list to get that detailed. Did you, I take it you went with your co-host for the Transformers and Beer podcast? Yep, me and them. Did cool. he have a list? Uh, he had more, I think more of like a little parts list on his phone, but he's pretty good at remembering, uh, you know, what detailed items he needs more than I do. Would you say he's a bigger spender than you? Deeper pockets? Uh, he's, uh, I'd say so. He's out there firing all rounds. Making it rain? Yeah. 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 So if he's wheeling and dealing, are you standing by like as his wingman or are you just continuing to shop as he's, uh, if he's uh, wheeling and dealing? Early on, I'm, I'm standing by. And then later on into the show, if he stops, I'll just sort of keep going. Mm-hmm. And do you ever play off each other like uh, to play two-on-one against the dealer? You know, he's no. looking at a thing and you're like, well, yeah, you should give it to him for that price because this looks really shitty. I saw it somewhere else, you know. No, the dealers don't go for that. Dealers don't go for that. This isn't your yard sale nonsense. Yard sale not. Well, you mean what I'm into is nonsense. No, I just mean in terms of... Uh, hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know exactly. No, it's not nonsense. Yeah, it's I just, know exactly. Uh, you, it's a lot... It's a lot harder to wheel and deal at these shows. A lot of dealers, their prices are set. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to even get $5 off something. Oh, that's maddening, isn't it? A little bit. So you would think you'd just raise your price up 5 bucks, And then, you know, if, if, if you have something priced at, you don't want to go lower than 90 on it, price it at 95 Are these the same dealers you see year after year there? Or are you seeing different people? Um, there's usually the set dealers, yeah. You can recognize probably a good majority, really like half of them, and then the other ones are just people that come and go. Because uh, I think the table prices were, it was like 100 and one dealer told me uh, table prices went up, so they were being charged 140 per table. Whether or not that's true or not. For all three days, though? I don't know. Hmm. You'd assume it would be for the weekend, but it's hard to say. I've never really actually talked to the guys that have run the show or, you know, I don't want to pry into the business or whatever, but like I said, it's probably a minimum 100 a table, but uh, I could see 140 per table. Yeah, me too, for something that size. So who was, uh, who's the first to fire the first shot? Who, uh, who tracked down the deal first? Uh, I think M did. I don't remember what it was though. How long for into some the instruction booklets? Canadian Canadian instruction booklets. How long did it take for the first deal to come around? 
Were you there like five minutes? He's already uh, flashing the cash. Probably less than five. Whoa. I mean, whoa. You got to hit them hard and fast before all the people come in, man. I hear you. So what about you? How long until you found your first deal? Probably, uh, I don't know, maybe like a half hour. Half hour? So you must have got through most of the... Yeah. There was a lot there that I wasn't uh, too keen on. And usually it took me about maybe my third pass through to really find stuff that I thought was cool. Bought one main item, and that was pretty much it. Hmm. For the whole trip? Just one? Just one purchase? One main item, yeah. What do you mean, one main item? What are the little items? Uh, I got, um... Did I post that stuff? I imagine. Uh, what did I get? Uh, you know, I got a couple video games. Um, I got uh, a Famicom Transformers game, uh, Mystery of Convoy, I believe it's called, for 20 bucks. Hmm. That was one of the last things I bought. I was just passing by a table and I just happened to see three cartridges, uh, two gray and a pink one. So I picked it up and it was like, holy shit, Mystery of Convoy. Haven't seen, I've never seen that in person. Not that it's super rare, but uh, a little rare here because it's strictly a Japanese game. Uh, it's just the loose cartridge by itself. I had never seen the pink version, so I didn't bother with that one. And then one of the other gray versions had a faded sticker on the front. So I got the better out of the three. Uh, passed by later on, passed by another table. There was like uh, a dealer uh, with those long boxes of comics underneath the table. <coughs> so I grabbed, um, as a goof, I just decided to go through it. Maybe I could find some TF comics because they were like uh, three comics for five bucks. And I found a bunch of, uh, I got like the Transformers number two and number three from the early run, like one of the, the, the first uh, comics they did. Yeah. In that pile? Yeah. What is going on? They should be worth a little bit more than uh, the bulk price, should yep. they? Um, got a couple Wolverine uh, origin comics. And uh, I got, I think, two other Transformer ones. I don't remember which ones they were. So I ended up getting like six comics in total. Uh, I found a vintage uh, set of, uh, what are they called? Uh, they're called decoy figures. They're like the old, um, remember the old small plastic rubber uh, wrestler figures? What are they called? Mm. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I never had any, but... Uh Ah, uh, shit. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, I just had the name and it slipped my tongue. Yeah, round two gaming's like, fuck you dummies. Yeah. Anyway, those little, they're, they're versions of that, except they're in the mold of Transformer figures. Uh, and these were figures that came with, uh, you could, they sometimes came on the card with other Transformer figures, or you could buy it like in a set of like a, uh, was like I guess there's ten figures per package, and they come with playing cards, like an actual deck of card, like miniaturized cards. Uh, you know, like Ace, King, Queen, all the suits, all the numbers. And I'm not sure what the purpose is. Really, I've never really looked into them. I just thought it was cool, and they looked to be uh, pretty much unused, as far as I could tell. The package was obviously open, but. Uh, the uh, the tape is still on. It's never been open like that way. So, yeah, I don't know. I picked it up. And they're from the 80s? Uh, at the latest, yeah. Hmm. They're fairly old. Uh, I picked up two more video games. I got Killzone 3 unopened for five bucks. And I got, uh, what is this here? For the Nintendo Wii, I got NHL Slapshot. It's the, um, it's uh, an unopened package of uh, 
It's got Gretzky on the cover, and it has uh, the game, and it comes with the um, the stick. You know how for the Wii you got your controllers. This is actually like a, a miniaturized hockey stick that you're supposed to use with the game. Yeah, I remember when he rolled that out. Yeah, the guy had two of them. And he goes, "You should get both because you need two sticks to play with another person, right?" Yeah. And I'm never going to open this anyway, so I'm like, "Ah, fuck it." I just wanted to have it just because I had Gretzky on the cover. It's unopened. So if that fits right into the style of my collecting. I remember at one point EB Games was blowing them out. Like yeah, blowing them out for like 99 cents. I don't know if that one had the stick with it, but. Um, I think that's all I. It was, well, it was games. Figures, comics. There may be something else, but if it is, it's not very big. Well, Killzone that that was for the PS3. Yeah, and that I'll was probably at, never play that either. But I just I bought it because it was unopened and five bucks. But you're gonna have to open that up and play it. Nah, probably won't bother. <laughs> why not? I don't yeah. care. Well, that's not a collector's item. No. But well, why not just play it? I just don't have a desire to. I just, bought, I just bought it because it was cheap and unopened. Hmm. I got some cheap unopened things for you. I don't know. We'll see. So there's basically everything there. It wasn't just wasn't just Transformers. Yeah, but the games and comics and stuff were, in terms of size, they're they're very minute compared to everything else being Transformers, right? I wonder if the dealers get a little talking to if they have too much stuff that's non-Transformer for this show. Mm. No, because a lot of dealers had uh, big sections of like, uh, well, if you go to, yeah, if you check out my blog, uh, angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca, got all the pictures on there. And you'll see dealers' tables where they have, like, uh, I guess they're, like, hand-sized stuffed figures. Like stacks upon stacks of them. I'm not sure what they are. And they're, like, little uh, oversized caricatures of, uh, you know, figures from TV shows, like Walking oh, the, Dead. or the pop figures. Yeah, whatever the fuck those things are. Yeah, there's, they're like a plague, a virus. They're everywhere. And there's tables that have, like, you know, classic figures from like say he-man or you know brave star or other nonsense like that right yeah man you put up a ton of pictures on your blog for the items you bought though why not throw those up uh those will be on our web page stcpod.com yeah it's gotta get around to putting it up and doing a little write-up on it well by the time this comes out i'm sure you'd have gotten around to it by then so you're one of the these the one of the pillars of the Transformer community, one of the head honchos, one of the big guys, one of the, you know, very... Is there another adjective you can throw in there? Very popular and uh, well-known uh, monolith of the, the community. Did you run into other people you recognize from your uh, Transformer social media? Yeah, I ran into, um, ran into Bryce. Uh, he runs another... Uh, TF blog site, and uh, he goes by Bryce uh, his code name is uh, code name fuck. His online name is uh, Burr Icy, right? As in B R R R dash I C Y. Uh, his site's really good. Uh, you can find a link to his site on my website. Uh, so just go to my blog site, and then there's a web role on the right-hand side of all the other blogs that I follow. So you can find his, him there. Uh, his site is really well done because he's more of a photographer. Um, so he doesn't do, like, big write-ups of the figures or their history like I try to do sometimes. Uh, he just tends to take really, really nice uh, pictures of the figures. So um, check him out. So I talked to him for a few minutes because I missed him at the last show. So I hit him, hit him up in the lineup. Uh, he he was staying all weekend, so that would have been that would have been fun. But uh, I didn't have that luxury. So I talked to him for fifteen before the show opened up, and then um, inside it was just the usual dealers that we talked to and 
that's pretty much it. You didn't recognize anyone else from your Twitter or uh, the other websites no. that you're linked to? No, because those people are mostly like either spread out or North American based, like in the States, right? Hmm. Strange, you don't really run to that many Canadian bloggers per se. There's no, uh, we know the dealers and that's pretty much it. You should have just been wallpapering that whole convention with your angry Canadian Decepticon website on like a well, card or something. You would have thought I would have prepared something like that, but um, <laughs> per usual, maybe next year. There's another show coming up in September. More That's more of like a retro show in general, so I think I'm going to might try and do something for that show if I end up going to it. It's in Mississauga again? I'm not sure, but probably. Mm. Seems to be the hot spot. Well, I think convention space is cheaper out there. It's usually it's usually Mississauga or um, uh, Richmond Hill. Oh. Hmm. So do you want to brag about or let us know the exciting thing that M purchased? Did he buy anything, like, staggering that you went, oh, ooh. No, he never did. Shit. No, he looked at a couple things, but um, there's probably, from what I could tell, and I have them in my pictures, four really expensive, unless I missed the other ones, you know, the dealers bought them before the doors opened to the public, but uh, there's four things that we saw that were in the price range of over $1,000. I think one was going for 2000 but... Uh, no, we, we none of us would. Neither of us would have bought something that expensive. Well, if you had the grand, what was the one thing that you would have liked to brought home with you that you knew would not be a money loser? You know, would be worth what it's worth for a long time. Was there anything there that really went, "Oh my God, if I only had a, a thousand bucks of play money"? Uh, <clears throat> there was two sets of. Um, these were these were like two you could call them gift sets that were created after the uh, 1984 Transformers movie where they were called uh, one was Goodbye Convoy and one was Goodbye Megatron um, based upon the deaths of those two figures in the movie right so Megatron came packaged with Starscream and then uh, the Optimus Prime one which is the Goodbye Convoy uh, that came packaged with. Uh, Shit, it was, uh, I believe, Mirage, which was the Indy race car, and uh, Sideswipe, I want to say, the red uh, Lamborghini Countach. Ooh. If I'm not mistaken. So, um, yeah, probably one of those two sets. Was that something that was available? Um in like your regular store or was that like something that was a special purchase back in the day or was it mass merchandise? Well, these, these were uh, these were more Japanese based like they weren't these aren't North American productions right oh okay <coughs> well. these were uh, Takara Takara Tomi made items so which is why they're so rare in North America and what were the dealers asking for it 1200 each Yep. Pretty much. And is that is that a good buy? You thinking? Is that the going? Well, they weren't like in pristine condition, so it's hard to say. I've never actually seen one in person. Uh, so I don't know what to tell you, man. Do you think the dealer would have sold it that weekend? Uh, well, I know by the time. This goes to air. I know the uh, Goodbye Convoy set sold, but not at the show. Huh. Crazy. That was after the fact. I'm not sure what it sold for. Probably slightly less than what the guy was asking for. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. The market's there, but it's hard to say. Like, They'll never reproduce these because, one, they're not going to make Megatron again in the form of a gun. Really? Yeah. 
Well, don't don't we see like the masterpiece editions where he's a gun still? Uh, but he's shipped in robot form. He's shipped in robot form, and he's oversized, right? The last masterpiece Megatron that shipped. Um, yeah, he shipped in robot mode, and then when he converted to gun mode, it was sort of like an oversized gun. Mm. But again, that was made in Japan, right? That wasn't made here by Hasbro and released on like a Toys R Us shelf. Oh, really? Yeah, they'll, ne- they'll never do that. Oh, shit. So what did Hasbro well, release? What I'm saying for- is like the Megatron in that uh, Goodbye Megatron package is the same that, you know, you could have bought back in 1984 in Toys R Us when you walked in and you, they had the big Transformer phase yeah. going, right? Like the, the more regular-sized handgun. So they would just never make something like that anymore here in North America just for uh, legal reasons, right? What did we get in North America for Megatron Masterpiece from Hasbro, or did they not do one? Well, I don't believe they did one. Oh. So stupid. The last one they did was that Takara one, but um, there's talks of them actually redoing it and making it more uh, because it's so much bigger than uh, the Masterpiece figures that they're releasing now that it's sort of not in size to the Masterpiece line, so it stands out. And a lot of people, the transformation process of that figure is so complex it's one of the reasons why i like it but it's such a fragile figure too like there's a the ball joint or pin that's holding it together at the waist is so minuscule that it um there's youtube videos of guys trying to put it together and then he just he snaps at the waist mm-hmm. like <laughs> mid trans and it's not an easy transformation like it's Unless you do it a lot, it's one of those transformations where you have to watch it online and follow along to do it. Otherwise, if you do it like once every, in a blue moon, you'd forget half the process and probably end up snapping something on the figure. Yeah. Well, what happens if I send away and have a Japanese Megatron in gun mode come across the border? What happens to that? You take the chance of it being... uh, confiscated by customs and not, just not getting it. Hmm. Or, or you they can risk open it, it up. You can risk it and it might go through. But uh, if they end up shipping it through, then they're going to open it and put the orange plug into the barrel of the gun, right? Even though it's clearly a plastic, yep. it, everything is plastic all, on all, the thing. All guns need to have uh, uh, the barrel plug in there signify that it's like a a fake toy right like an orange colored kind of thing yeah so they're yeah they're destroying toys on the way in which is why the last megatron that i bought was the uh special 16 version which is really similar to what you would have got in the store back in 84 like packaging wise and how it was shipped but i bought mine uh somewhere in i think it was ontario or did i get it in bc i think I'm, i think i may have bought it out in bc so it just got shipped across uh you know provincial canadian i keep remembering people listening to this aren't just from canada uh through the uh, interprovincial mail system right whereas it's not going through customs it's just regular canada post mail so less likely chance of there being any issues to it, right? Yeah, I'd imagine. But uh, but if you bought him loose, probably the easiest way would just be to, uh, if you could talk to your the seller ahead of time, explain uh, the nonsense with uh, Canada Customs on the border, and just ask the border, or I'd just ask the seller to ship it in robot mode for you. Mm-hmm. But just package it carefully, and then you won't have to worry about it, right? All right, well, that's cool. So you're happy with the whole experience then? Um, yeah, it was yeah, a better show time. than it was last year because I actually bought, last year I spent $10 at the TFCon. Bought a six-carded knockoff uh, Disco Debbie figures. Uh, just, you know, the Devastator. Disco Debbie at the Tranny Show? Disco Debbie. Debbie at the Tranny Debbie. Show. Oh. oh, okay, sorry. Devastator. <laughs> they're um 
you know, the Devastator figures. Yeah. Uh, these came, the set that I got was a uh, knockoff set, individually carded. But they were done like in weird goofy colors, like uh, orange and yellow and that kind of thing. So it's like a, a nickname that the fans gave the set. So it's like, a, you know, it's got looks like a disco color feel to it, right? Cool. Uh, hashtag Disco Debbie Tranny. Okay. Uh, well, good. And uh, you put up a million photos and find them on your blog. And uh, you shared them on the Google, uh, to the Transformers Google community. They liked it. You got lots of action off there. Yeah, I got a little, some hits, I guess. Uh, it hasn't been banned, though, I take it. They left it alone. I couldn't tell you if it was banned or not. <laughs> well. I don't think so, so that's... Uh... On the uh, on our website, the sdcpod.com, I have a series going about uh, wacky TV shows that I've aired in my career in television. And uh, the first, very first uh, write-up was about a show called Space Precinct that I used to air. And I shared that with the Google community, the television Google community. And that went fine. A lot of people enjoyed that and, you know, commented and looked at it. So the next write-up was on a little Canadian half-hour teen comedy called Breaker High. That, uh, oof, that show, that show. What a show. I, I enjoyed did, that show. I had to run that same episode three times in one shift, and it, you wanted to just throw yourself out a window at the end of the third episode, the third run of it. It was, it was devastating to me. Yeah. Uh, starring a one of your stable of studs. Uh, Did we talk about this already? I don't remember. <clears throat> I think so. Anyways, so I shared that with the Google Community Television again, and this time they banned it. They banned us. They took away the posting. Meanwhile, the posting was actually getting plus ones all over the place because people were enjoying it. And the mods, of course, took it down because they considered it I don't know, so, uh, self-promotion or... Uh, That's so stupid. It's probably just someone complaining about it, trying to be a jerk, and didn't bother actually checking the article out. I mean, I'm giving them an article about a vintage television show in the television community. Is that not what they want as posts? I, I don't get... What, what do they want? <laughs> do they want the same old gif over and over again of Kramer opening the, opening the door to something funny? <laughs> I, I, I don't get these communities, man. Do you? Oh, man. You know how it is, these people. And, like, the last one I shared was uh, from the uh, that big automotive flea market I went to with the the Hylian shield, the Zelda shield. Hyrulean? Photo. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that went over like gangbusters. That didn't get banned. That was, uh, I don't know what group I shared that with. Maybe the retro gamers group or something. But you just don't know where you're going to get banned because everyone is so... Uh, I don't know, up in arms about uh, linking to your blogs or whatever, but... It, well, what was the idea uh, that I mentioned? We should just um, start our own forum where it's like, hey, guys, come here and post whatever you want. Yeah, we're going to launch our own Google community, our own Google Plus community, and you can put all the shit you want, you yep. know, promote yourself like crazy. Who cares? Just scroll through it, you know? As long as it's, uh, you know, you're linking to quality stuff, I, I don't get it. So we should do that, totally. I agree. STC pod community, come yep. uh, spam all you want. We'll, we'll take it. Yep, we'll take Fill it, it up. right up the pooper. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. Hey, have you seen uh, The Last Ship? Started back up? No, I've been uh, PVRing it, but I haven't got to it yet. It's the last show I watched. I had to dump off a bunch of boxing that I had recorded. Uh, I did watch the first two episodes of Ray Donovan uh, from this season, which is season three. Uh, another STC pod recommendation. If you guys aren't onto it yet, watch Ray Donovan. It's on HBO. Our very first podcast was titled Ray Donna Who? Yep. 
And I still I don't know who Donna highly is. You haven't watched it yet, yeah. but uh, I highly recommend it. It's uh, starring Liv, Sh- Liv Schreiber. Oh, we went through this in the very first episode, you trying to pronounce his name. Liv Schreiber. <laughs> Liev. Liev. I, well, if you know him well, you call him Liv. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, basically it's uh, he's not a thug, but he's a... Uh, kind of a fix-it man, but uh, he does kill people, so I don't know. He's a, like contract, uh, contract guy. Yeah, you call him if you need like a problem solved or, you know, whatever it may be in the, in the celebrity kind of world that he deals with, right? But uh, it's more to it than just that. It's gotten pretty in-depth. It deals with him and trying to juggle his family life. It's almost like a Sopranos kind of thing. So I'd say if you enjoyed Sopranos, you would enjoy this kind of show. It's not uh, mafia-related or anything like that, but it's it's that same kind of line. Anyway, it's an hour show on HBO. It's on season three right now. I've episode three for season three should be up this week, and uh, check it out. Oh, what did that have to do with The Last Ship? I asked you about The Last Ship. I yeah. said no, and yeah. then you yeah. took yeah. off on... You uh, take over. You took yeah. off on Go some on other tangent, and then... Well, I saw the first, the first, uh, I think the first episode or the first two episodes, I don't know, it was a two-hour episode of oh. the season two, and it was really good. Uh, lots of action. You know, it's it's out there. It's a little far-fetched, but for... Uh, yeah, I'll be honest, though, man. After season one, I wasn't sure if I was going to continue watching it. I say it's, give this little two hours a shot, because they're going to... You know, they sew up the the ends of last season and they're off to the races again. Although my PVR has totally stopped recording it, so I haven't seen anything past the first two episodes. No. I wonder why that happened. But if we go back to talking about HBO, um, I know you love the new show from The Rock. (laughs) But I can't say enough good things about uh, The Brink starring Jack Black. So good, man. Uh, if you're willing to watch this uh, Ballers I told you, for Ballers is, if you liked Entourage, you'll like Ballers because it's uh, Wahlberg's executive producer again. But it's, it's not just, it's everything about the football world that you hear of with these athletes where they're blowing money and just doing stupid. And then The Rock is a retired player who's turned agent who doesn't have much money himself so he's trying to you know get his life on track and at the same time take care of his friends and make sure that you know they don't do the same stupid stuff that he did Uh, again we were talking about the brink though at this point so um yeah anyways it's a continue it is a high action half an hour uh comedy action thriller uh it's like the world's the world yeah yeah for sure the world's about to implode with uh pakistan and uh iran and israel and everyone has got their nukes out and jack black's like an inside man who's a fish out of water trying to negotiate with uh certain leaders and his boss is like uh, an American secretary of state or something who is a huge drunkard and womanizer and uh, you know is drunk all the time yet has is the only level-headed thinking politician uh, trying to keep the president's finger off the button kind of thing and uh, it's really good Uh, if you're willing to watch ballers watch the brink because that half hour flies by super entertaining Oh, boy. I'm telling you. And uh, what else? I hit up. Um, Here we go. <clears throat> After my, uh, my last three days of babysitting my kids. Parenting. I uh, dropped them off at my parents today. Ditched and them. On, on the way back. Are you like, are you translating Yeah. <laughs> what I say? Anyway, on the way back, I thought I'd pull a bill and I hit up a value village. Oh, beautiful. Just to see what they had, right? But I don't know, man. The one that I passed by is, is a pretty big dump. There's not, never any uh, magazines or 
like the electronics section is nothing compared to the one that you and I hit up close by here uh, one day. Yeah. So the, their big thing is there. They, they've got a pretty good book section, and um, they've got like three stacks of like records and a bunch of uh, CDs and whatnot. So I went through the uh, records, and I picked up uh, – I'll show you first before I mention it. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> I got myself some T-squared, T Tina Turner. Private Dancer record. Private Dancer. Yeah, man. It's all classic. Uh, I'll post pictures of all this, too, but the record's like mint. There's no scratches on it, so that's why I took it. Pretty rare for Valley Village. Did they have their own price for it, or was it the regular it's LP price? Buck 99 man. Wow. Okay. So I picked that up because uh, Tina is showing off her sexy legs. She did have the legs. She did. That's for sure. Then I got this. Oh, boy. From <laughs> <laughs> Daryl Hall and John Oates, Rock and Roll Soul, part one. Part one. That's the big one. So, uh, you know, a little bit of cheesiness on the inside with the wow. two of them singing side by side, and the record was uh, Mint Again. Uh, that was a buck 99. Should totally tweet got out that, that picture to Yeah, Baba I got that Bowie. one from Baba Booey. Then I picked up that. Mm-hmm. Toto. Um, that looked good condition. I'll give you that. I wouldn't have bought it if it didn't. This one has uh, Hold the Line on it, so that's why I took it. Not a big uh, Toto fan except for maybe two of their songs. But, uh, yeah, that was that was meant to. Yeah. No scratches on that one. Was this the Whitby Valley Village? No. Oh. Uh, and then I grabbed that one for the wife. Mm-hmm. Got uh, Walt Disney's Mary Poppins. It's a full-color illustrated book and long-playing record because the wife is a big uh, big Disney fan. Oh, the book is in there in the spine? Wow. Yeah, so it's got like a big fold-out color book to it. Yeah. The record for that one isn't the best, but uh, I got it because the book was good. And I picked up that one, live. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a Value Village uh, commonality. Evening with John Denver. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. that's actually In a the round. I believe that one's a four disc for for a record. Really? No, nope, two records. Sorry. Anyway, it's a live concert of his, so I figured, ah, what the fuck? Buck 99, what are you going to do? And I picked up these two CDs because I was missing them. Got uh, disc one of Neil Young's Decade and The Watchmen in the Trees. Um, Picked those up because for some reason, I don't know what happened to it, but I had one of those uh, carry cases for your CDs that you would bring in your car. I had all my favorite CDs in there, and then it just went missing one day. Yeah. So I have to uh, piece together all these discs. And the Watchmen one, I hadn't seen for, I haven't listened to those guys for a long, long time, but I saw them live, and it was one of those re- CDs where it was like five songs on it were actually really good. So I uh, picked that up for nostalgia reasons, and uh, that's pretty much it. So in total... What did I get here? Two CDs. Uh, what? One, two, five records for $18. Hmm. Yeah. I was going to pick up a couple of games too, but they weren't anything special, so I figured, eh, why, why even bother? There's nothing in the electronics? Nothing, man. So whatever. Uh, I last time I was at Valley Village, I actually picked up a couple records, which I never ever do because on my Valley Village, normally the records are always garbage. And if there is something good with the hint of any kind of goodness, like just the the hair of goodness, they up price it 
like it stupidly. Oh. I think I've showed you pictures. That's strange. This before. one, this one didn't care. They just they got them all together in one section and buck ninety nine a record. Well, what I found was um, a Melanie record. I got a soft spot for Melanie. I don't. Who's I just, that? She played at Woodstock. She's a folk musician from the sixties, and her full name's Melanie Safka. Uh, beautiful people. She's a whaler. She can wail like crazy. She's like is jarring how well she can uh, scream. And uh, okay. And also a record. Uh, I had this as a kid. I didn't. My parents had it on eight track, and is the only piece of their music I would ever listen to as a kid. I'd come home and put that in on my own, listen to it over and over and over again. And uh, it's called Wheels. And it's just guitar instrumentals like Peter Gunn and uh, Ghost Riders in the Sky, that sort of thing. It actually has like cow sounds in the track. Walk on the Wild Side, uh, Guitar Boogie. It's all just guitar craziness, you know, not a lot of distortion or anything, all electric guitar. Uh, The band is actually the Phantoms. And I think it's probably a Canadian-only release. But I just remember as a kid seeing that cover. It's got, like, three abstract colored wheels on the cover, and it's just called Wheels. And I'd play that over and over and over and over again. And at Value Village, I found the, found it on LP, and the vinyl was in pretty good shape. So, mm. yeah, I took that home and uh, gave those a listen to for old nostalgia's sake. It was pretty good. So... Anyways, there's some Value Village stories. How we doing for time? We doing, uh... Think we should wrap this up? You've yeah. hijacked an entire episode, I think. You've turned this into trannies and beer, a la STC Pod. A little bit of cross-promotion, never hurt anybody? No, never did. All right, well, again, we want to thank all of our loyal uh, listeners for uh, grabbing us again on... Every Friday, we're out there around... We've even started releasing a little bit early. Fridays around 7 in the morning. Most times, you'll find us uh, on Podomatic or on iTunes or on our webpage, stcpod.com, and you can find us on Twitter, at stcpod. And uh, again, we want to thank our friends out in Sweden. They're doing a great job over there. And uh, Joe has a blog you probably want to mention. Uh, yeah, check it out. Oh, oh, you want the name? Okay. It was Angry Canadian Decepticon.blogspot.ca. And uh, like I mentioned before, Bill handles the S- at STC Pod Twitter account. But and pretty f- much all STC Pod communication on forums or uh, comments or anything like that, right? Calm down. Okay. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at AC Decepticon. Okay, brother. Take us out of here, man. (laughs) Okay. We'll see you next time. Post it and post it.